Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Wide Array of Sports Takes. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm uh, Andrew DeStefano. You can find me at SportsGuru716 on Twitter or at the uh, Wide Array of Sports Takes.wordpress.com. I post daily fantasy football content, hockey content, um, when League of Legends is going on League of Legends, NASCAR, baseball, things of that nature. Today's podcast, I'm going to go over the game, two games today. There was going to be three. Now Baltimore Pittsburgh's been moved to Sunday. So I'm going to go over Houston, Detroit. Um, Dallas, Washington, and how that affects your fantasy team today and what you should do. And also the LA Kings is part of my 31 teams in 31 days. So let's get started. Try and keep this one short because it is the holiday. Um, quarterbacks for today, Matt Stafford is the only one that I would consider playing out of the, oh, well, obviously, damn, I'm an idiot. Deshaun Watson, you obviously plays fifth this week. Um, he's a quarterback one. You start him every week. Matt Stafford, is a quarterback two this week, mid-tier quarterback two. I have him 15th. I think that is worth um, exploring. However, his thumb's kind of banged up. So at the same time, if you have a guy like Cam Newton on your team, or if you have Taysom Hill or Derek Carr, Derek Carr has a good matchup this week. I have him ninth. I would start them. Um, as far as Alex Smith and Andy Dalton go, do not start them. They are in um, purgatory. Well, actually, Sam Darnold's in purgatory on my rankings. Even if he doesn't play, that's where Joe Flacco would be also. So, yeah, that kind of is that when it comes to quarterbacks. Running backs. Um, there's a few running backs. Oh, damn it all. Hit edit instead of view, but nevertheless. So, running backs to play. I believe that Elliott is a running back one. Gibson is a... Running back one, pretty much. I have him 11th. Those are your two automatic starts. DeAndre Swift is not playing for Detroit, so you're in Peter Adrian Peterson, carry on Johnson territory. Um, maybe flex options this week, but I would hold off on it. Um, that's an early commitment, and last week they were pretty awful. So I don't think Detroit's going to run the ball that well today. I think Detroit's going to be bad again. Um, as far as Houston goes, I have Duke Johnson here at 20th, so he's a low-tier running back two, high flex. In PPR, he is a solid running back two due to his pass-catching ability, but in a standard league, he probably is at best a flex option, given that is, I mean, his his bread and butter is passing, eh, pass-catching, not necessarily running between the tackles. Um, J.D. McKissick, also 22nd. Same deal as Duke Johnson, but he does get more volume, and it's been proven over the last month or so. In that case, I would definitely say he's a solid running back two in PPR and a solid flex option in standard because he is going to get touches, and it is about touches when it comes to flex. As I you know, go on and on about on Saturdays for my Pick Your Poison segment, McKissick's probably a good early commitment to a flex this week if you are at that point. Um, I got to get... My mouse here to cooperate. Um, wide receivers. There's quite a few that you can choose from this week. Um, so, wide receivers. We got Terry McLaurin is seventh. Wide receiver one makes a lot of sense. I mean, he is elite. He's kind of hurt today. The, eh. He's kind of banged up this week, but that should be okay. Um, Dallas, I've got Cooper. As a wide receiver three, low wide receiver two. So high flex option for Amari Cooper with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's back. And I mean, although Andy Dalton's not good, 
he is better than Ben DiNucci and Garrett Gilbert, and that helps the production. Plus, Ezekiel Elliott if, could run the ball last week, so if they can develop a running game, they'll only get better at being able to throw the ball. C.D. Lamb I have as a lower flex option if you're desperate. He's in the middle tier 50-50 range. Um, as you can see in my 50-50 range, Adam Thielen's here. Don't know if he's going to play or not because of COVID. Also, going back to running backs. Um, there's a couple names in the running back area. Uh, Raheem Mostert, Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, Jarek McKinnon. Those are four names there that we don't know if they're going to play or not, and you have to stay tuned to Friday or Saturday or Sunday, for that matter, to have a better idea of if they're going to play or not and check up on the rankings and listen to the podcast to have a better idea of what to do with those teams when it comes to running backs. Um, Detroit Marvin Jones is a wide receipt, is a 50-50, I think, this week for me also. He is their wide receiver one, so, I mean, take that for what you will. Somebody's got to get targets there, and I guess it would be Marvin Jones or TJ Hawkinson, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, but Matt Stafford also is playing with a bum thumb, like I said earlier, and that limits his abilities and also limits the output that could be possible for Marvin Jones if they're just literally trying to run the ball and get this game over with because they are so um, screwed. I mean, they're screwed. So, Dallas, Houston. Uh, Houston, Will Fuller, and Brandon Cooks are definitely guys you should consider playing. Um, Will Fuller, I have 11, so a high wide receiver, two, low wide receiver, one. Brandon Cooks, 17th, a solid wide receiver, two. Um, Houston's going to be able to throw the ball all day against Detroit. I think Houston has a chance to really um, beat them up in about an hour here. Uh, Tight ends. Tight ends. Now, um, mouse could cooperate. TJ Hawkinson is a definite start. I have him third this week. This is the highest he's been all season. Um, he's a definite start this week against Houston. Hawkinson is their number one target as terms of... I, had, I have Jones as the number one wide receiving target. TJ Hawkinson is their best target overall, especially if they somehow get to the red zone. Um, I would not start Logan Thomas. I would not st start um, Jordan Aikens. Jordan Aikens had an okay week, but it's 50-50 for me whether he's going to keep that up or not. Logan Thomas, I have a mid-tier tight end too. I would rather start Dalton Schultz over Logan Thomas, who I have one spot over. I've gone on about Schultz this week a couple times. I have him on one of my teams as a reliable tight end too. Matchup to matchup, most weeks he's gotten four or five receptions, and that's solid base for uh, 10 point week, which really when you're playing matchup by matchup for tight ends, that's really all you can ask for. So that's my, uh, little spiel about rankings today. Tomorrow I'll have another update when injuries become more clear and go over these games that are going on that go on today. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, the Kings. So the LA Kings, were bad last year, and I don't think they're going to get better. I have them 30th out of 31 teams. I don't know if Quinton Byfield's going to play for them. I don't have him in this lineup. I don't think that he will. I mean, I don't know for certain, obviously, but I don't think he will. They're a very young team. They have a lot of contracts that are one-way, but a lot of two-way contracts, too, that they're going to, you know, entry-level deals. They're a very young team, and I think they have room to grow, so they could be better than 30th, maybe ask San Jose or, or Anaheim in the division, but I don't think they're 
going to make the playoffs or anything. And I don't think they think they will either because their additions were, they made no additions in free agency. They traded for Ali Mata and Lias Anderson. And Lias Anderson is just like a, a low risk, high reward, high draft pick bust that they're trying to see what they can get out of. Ali Mata automatically comes in as their number one left defenseman because they have Cal Clog and they have um, Tobias Bjornfoot and Mike Matt Anderson. Mike Anderson. I don't know if it's Michael or Matt. Um, but they all have, you know, rookie eligibility, two-way contracts. It's, there, there's no, um, there's a lot of room to grow, but there's no certainty there. They're all very good young prospects with ability, with a chance to showcase their abilities this year. But defensively, like, I, I know I'm starting with defense to the forward, but defensively, like they have Drew Doughty. He's a stud. Perennial Norris, um, um, contender, but not on a losing team. The right side's pretty solid with Matt Roy and Sean Walker. I mean, that's okay, and that will do. But the left side, I mean, that's where it's up in the air. Well, will Clog be able to continue his offensive abilities? Will Bjorn Foot be able to come in and play the way that they thought he would last year as a lower pick that ended up playing right away at 18 years old? And, you know, and that's that's rare. Not many times do players get to do that at 18 years old, very young, and um, a mid first round pick and be able to play right away. But he, he had an opportunity last year and I think that shows they really like him. And that's why I have him in over Anderson and Sean Dursey also down there is their best right defenseman. That's younger. They could see come up Um, forwards. I mean, this is where there, there's some trouble here. The first line's the same. Dustin Brown cannot be your best right winger anymore. He's too old. Anze Kopitar, perennial Selkie favorite. Like he's very good. I have followed should not be your number one left winger. I mean, you need to be better than this. Adrian Kempe, solid left winger. I mean, solid second line left winger. Gabriel Velarde, what is he going to be? No one knows what he's going to be. Last year, he had some success in the minors. But then again, he also has had injuries, a lot of injuries. And that's what's held him back so far in his career. Can he come in and perform? That's up in the air. Once again, a bunch of rookies on this team. Jeff Carter will be the veteran presence on that line. He's their second best right winger. Some depth charts have him on the third or fourth line. He is their second best right winger. He should be there. Third line, Turcotte. Turcotte's a two-way player. Not very, I mean, he, he wasn't point per game last year, but he was close to it in college. I think he'll do well with a guy like Grundstrom, who's also a two-way player. They could have a base, you know, their line with Ferk could be a solid, reliable line that could play 13 to 14 minutes a night and put in 30, 40 points by the end of the year, and everyone would be happy with that. You know, as long as they're not making too many mistakes and they're growing. Fourth line, this is probably a line that they're going to want a lot out of in Trevor Moore, Blake Lazat, and Matt Luff. I think that these guys right now on paper are not as good as the third line, but based on their performance, I mean, they have more experience in the third line. They are better right now, day one, than those than Grundstrom and Turcotte. Um, Lazat looks good. Luff looks okay. And Trevor Moore was okay with Toronto. Went to the Kings. I mean, we'll see what he does with the Kings. I mean, Toronto was a better team. He had better line mates. I mean, it's up in the air. Austin Wagner, I don't think he is better than any of those left wingers. Michael Amadio, I don't think he's better than the right wingers. Um. Like I said, young guys, Kupari, Anderson, Dolan, and Anderson. 
all three players on the uh, top call-up line that I have could come up at any time this year, and I wouldn't be surprised. Same thing with Byfield and uh, Kaliev, who also had a very good season in juniors last year. And it's they have a lot of young players pushing the, these spots, and they have a lot of guys that, I mean, in the bottom six that are interchangeable. I like them, but they're interchangeable. This team is 30th place. If they don't get better off the start in the season, they will be pushed out. And because they have two-way contracts, it's very easy for the Kings to do that and bring up these kids. And they could have a very fun and interesting team, even if they lose week night in, night out, because you know that it's growing and it's only going to get better. Goaltending, Jonathan Quick's still there. Al Peterson is the backup. Um, hopefully Peterson gets more starts this year so he can eventually take over for Quick. Quick is getting up there in age. Um, Grosnick is their third goalie. Hopefully they go look elsewhere for a third goalie, a better AHL goaltender that they could call up because they really don't have a lot of options down there in the goaltending position. If quick goes down or Peterson goes down, um, the Kings are fun in their pipeline, but they're not fun night in night out at the NHL level yet. Um, I have them 30th. They didn't make many additions, and I, I think they think they're 30th too. But there's a possibility that I could see them finishing, you know, as high as like 25th in the league. So we'll see what happens. Um, in closing, thank you for listening to today's episode of the Wide Array of Sports Takes. If you have any, you know, takes or comments or um, disagreements or whatever, message me, and I will address it in the next episode, or I'll address it on Twitter or whatever. Um, share it if you liked it, um, like it, retweet it, do whatever. Um, so thank you for listening. And I hope you come back tomorrow for more content. I'm going to have, um, 31 and 31 Minnesota wild. And I'll go over these two. There's, uh, Thanksgiving games and, um, any injury updates that might've happened, um, in tomorrow, you know, anything that ha- we find out tonight for tomorrow's injury update. So thank you for listening. And I hope you come back tomorrow.